Basic witches. Basic witches. I mean, we're witches. Basically. Welcome back, witches. I'm Rachel LaForest. And I'm Leah Knauer. Your basic witches. Oh my God, Leah, I love your earrings. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. They're from Adam Rabbit. Amazing. Oh, that's where my necklace is from. <laughs> Does this sound scripted? Uh, <laughs> we are doing a giveaway with some of this amazing Adam Rabbit jewelry. It's very witchy. It's like crystals, crystals and yeah. I think handmade. Mm-hmm. They're beautiful. So we'll be giving away some of those. So be sure to check our Instagram at Basic Witches Pod. And while you're there, there's a little link um, to our link tree that has access to our Patreon. And if you become a patron, we can give you readings and talk to you and give you some of our personalized art just for you. So be sure to check that out. Hell yeah. And uh, today on the pod, we get so real with the host of the Realness podcast and personal development coach, Connor Moore. Yeah. Look up a picture of him, by the way. He's hot. This- yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Kelly. Uh, sorry, he's taken, but also enjoy that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have a great talk about he's a uh, personal development coach and we talk about his journey with that and ayahuasca and toxic masculinity. We even talk about the prison system. It's a good and conversation. The frat system. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, you're going to love this talk. And want to remind you that if you are looking to get sexy, be sure to go to Adam and Eve and use the code WITCHES in checkout. And you can get a bunch of goodies. I think it's like 10 free gifts, uh, 50% off and free shipping. So honestly, I don't know why you haven't bought anything yet. Um, bought? Anyway, uh, Adam and Eve, use the checkout code WITCHES. Enjoy this episode with Connor Moore. Wow, I feel very professional now. Deep breath. Yeah. Oh my God. Let's, okay, all together. (sighs) I needed that. Me too. That's good. Do you breathe often? I do breathe. (laughs) I try to breathe throughout the day as much as I can, especially when I get the caffeine jitters. It brings me back to reality. Yeah. Like I have to do all the things. Oh my god, all the things are happening. They are. Mm. This, things I are happening so fast. They, yeah, so fast. My head is spinning. Mm. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in like a. I'm in the vortex for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I'm having a lot of um, different angles coming at me right now, mm. and I'm like trying to steer the ship and address the things as they fly in. Isn't it cool? Whenever. If you can get to a place where you're aligned enough and grounded enough in what the fuck you're doing, mm-hmm. when all this stuff comes, you're like, all right, well, this is like coming for a reason. When you can reframe yeah. yourself to think like, this is all happening for some reason. Yep. I don't really know mm-hmm. what it is, but I can probably figure it yep. out. Oh my God. Like, yeah. A little bit of I, faith told, in yourself. I told yes. Rachel last week, I shot a commercial for this company. I don't know if I can say it yet, so I won't, but the name of the company is like an inside joke in my personal life. <laughs> and like when I was going out on the audition, I was like, I'm going to get this because it feels so perfect for me. And aligned. all the other roles that I've gotten were like connected to me in some kind of personal way and it just mm-hmm. felt like it was so happening and then it I got it and it's like oh my god I'm in the fucking vortex I mean I believe that role was already yours before you know I mm-hmm. personally believe like that was meant for you mm-hmm. and it was also a brand that she already loves so she's literally Beautiful. like a fan yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my friends thought I was being paid by them already because I would because she oh, talks wow. about it so much <laughs> yes I can verify she's she's, she's told me to get this product multiple times yeah. I'm excited now now there's so much suspense I haven't ex- <laughs> off air you gotta tell me what it is yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, that's awesome um yeah no but i've been 
totally feeling more calm facing like difficult situations. Yeah. Because I don't know. I mean, honestly, breakdown to breakthrough because like I'm fresh off of a breakdown. Like I'm a, I don't know, a month and a half out of like a serious three day breakdown. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, I'm like, I just feel like I got a lot of the worry out. Yeah. I processed the worry. Mm -hmm. I cried a lot. And like, now I'm like, oh, I'm just calmer. Yeah. Mm. Like there's value in that breakdown. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I mean, sure. I, I don't, it doesn't happen because I'm a man, you know, so I like <laughs> yeah. bottle it up. It doesn't happen often, but I, mm. Kelly and I were doing um, the somatic. Former guest Kelly former, Tennant. Kelly, yes. The, the Kelly Tennant of Ceremony Wellness. Kelly Wallace. Tennant, yes. <laughs> so, um, we did the somatic healing thing, which was like a month. Is a lot of body somatic work. Somatic as in body, yeah. Body, and there was a lot of talking and a lot of work, and and so we had end up having five sessions over Whoa. the course of a month. Is so this we were like, I, yeah, what is so, this? Can you tell us more about this? Yeah. <laughs> so what they do is they use the space they create to work with the physical body, and then bring up emotions or experiences. Okay. Who's so it's they? Very, um, there's these two, it's a couple. It's okay. Them, Jonathan and Heike. Okay. They're, um, they're out of Northern California. They're out of the San Francisco area. Cool. So they're, um, they're really great. They're like, Heike is like a fucking goddess. She's cool. such a G. And then they embody the masculine and feminine. But what they do mm. is you're in this room blindfolded. It, naked, naked, naked on a oh table. My oh my god, I love it. This is hot. Oh, yeah, it's so no, it's hot. great. So what? But so they get you into a space. There's a lot of talking around it. So you talk oh for about. Rachel, I don't think you fuck. I just no, there's no fucking. But they, but they do, so the thing about it is they don't take pleasure out of the experience. What they okay. do is you have a, about an hour of about a 45 minutes of talking to see where you're at and what's mm-hmm. coming up, and about an hour of physical like say, trauma work. Okay. And I don't, I don't okay. use the word trauma lightly, but they get into like the deepest things wow. in your experience. Oh, um, to like and parents, so, early dating, like all. So Kelly's talking out loud and you're talking out loud. We're you're in not, the same room. Not in the same room. Oh, They're separate. Okay, so we go, okay. we went at separate times. Like we changed the week before okay. I did. So it's very much my experience. Okay. And oh, then okay. um they bring the stuff up and you literally you have a you have a blindfold on. So it's super visual. And yeah. I'm, I'm Mind's eye. quite a bit of like psychedelic experience. And it was mm-hmm. very similar as far as like what was coming up. So you would speak what was coming up and they would sometimes even reenact those experiences. Whoa. So you could repattern the way you handled <gasps> that experience. My therapist does this. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. It's so incredible. Like mm-hmm. there was some Whoa. things about like just, I mean, former bosses and my yeah. dad and not mm-hmm. wanting to be like my dad, but kind of being like my dad and this, mm-hmm. all this, this internal conflict, which, mm-hmm. you know, even in the coaching practice that I have, what I'm trying to help people achieve is a state of congruence to where mm-hmm. you're internal and external environment are as close Match. as they can possibly yeah. be. Like it's not, you have to deal with other people's perceptions a lot. So mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily always, it's not always a hundred percent, but you should feel like you're bringing yourself as best you can in an authentic way. Okay. And we got into some shit that was wild, man. Did you like, even know that you were holding on to that stuff still? No, it was, some of it was so subtle. It was so subtle, but when it came up, it was like very present. Profound. And exactly. So in that first hour of like the trauma piece, you work through this stuff and then they have a pleasure portion. Oh. So um, there's another woman in there named Triamica who then you take, you take, um, so uh, Jonathan and Triamica would work with me and Triamica again, Another goddess. She's a sweet. She was amazing. And so they take this, all that, they work through all the trauma, get that out of you and then repattern that with what you need. So for me, I had a lot of like mother wounding, right? Mm. So after, when I got into the pleasure piece, which it wasn't necessarily, it can be sexual, but mine wasn't, it was more about just receiving love and affection. So I remember I was like refilling this part of my body Mm. with 
light in a yeah, way. Yeah. And I remember Kelly kind of coming in and I was Aww. like, this isn't really for you. And then I had this vision of my mom like kissing me on my forehead and then just like filling me up with this like light. It was such a cool experience. But And I've had a lot of healing with my mom. Like yeah. growing up, yeah. my parents were addicts and there's a lot of the mm. resentment and frustration oh. that comes from that. And we've got a, gotten a long way in our relationship yeah. in the past few years. Are they clean um, now? What do you mean? Are they, oh, like, uh, well, my dad's in prison, so he's, um, I guess, okay. clean in prison. He's <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I Damn. feel for the dude, but my mom. Damn. I grew up with my grandparents, and my mom okay. is clean. She's been clean for a long okay. time. Okay. Like, and she, I mean, she has a healthy relationship with like alcohol and stuff now. Okay. So she can she can drink, and we can have a good time. And she's yeah. like, you, know, you would yeah. honestly, if you met her, you would never know. Wow. Amazing. She's a nurse. She's great at her job. Wow. She's like, That's and what's awesome is that there's a lot of addiction in my family. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of my mom. One for choosing to let us grow up with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine. Being that a woman a and decision. giving that up, like yeah. I respect her so much for that. Wow. And I know, like looking back it was now, the most loving thing to like, do for you, getting that resentment out of the way and just seeing like that was so That's hard. Great that and you see that yeah. exactly. And my wow. aunt, yeah. my aunt struggles really badly with addiction, and she mm-hmm. has two daughters. And now my mom has the role that my grandmother had with me, oh, with wow. my cousins, and she like. Is, oh, a, is their parental figure. Circle. And it's wow. a, I'm just so oh fucking God. proud of her. She's an amazing oh, human being. That kind of gives her a second chance too, which is nice. Exactly. Yeah. And, I, and I try and like let her know how amazing that is to yeah. me every chance so I get. Sweet. Yeah. But it is, it is, it's hard. It's hard. Like, addict parents is a hard thing to, yeah. to overcome, yeah. you know? Yeah. I would imagine. So, so back in the room, you're still blindfolded. And then are they, are they sort of acting out that compassion and that like, love from your mother physically with you a little bit yeah okay yeah and a lot of it's just like hands on the body i mean and you're you're in a very vulnerable state because you're yeah. laying there naked and i mean mm-hmm. i'm like there was a point where you were probably crying I, right in the there was a point release. where in the first first or second session i one of my earliest memories i saw a guy that my mom was dating hit her oh and i was whoa. probably like four or five wow. and i was like oh early remember that and i remember like bringing back that experience and i was on the end of this table mm-hmm. like elbowing this pillow. <laughs> like I thought yeah. I broke the table, mm-hmm. but it was so, I did, I hit, I like threw down with that pillow until I literally just collapsed and started sobbing. Oh my God. Wow. Like it felt what so good to get that out of me. Yeah. And it was, I mean, you, and to have a space for that. People had you, need this. Had you never audibly said it out loud before to anyone? I've said it, but it's like, you can't, but you didn't fully I can't like throw a full tantrum, it. like, yeah. you know, do what I would do. Cause it's yeah. like, okay, you're there now. I want you to like go into that room as you now, yeah. you know, well, every, every emotion or every emotional experience is stored physically in our molecules and that's potential energy. So you've had this potential energy stored up in you yeah. this whole time. So that's why it came out kinetically. Yeah. And, and think yeah. about even my relationships with men or my relationships mm. that I recreate in my romantic relationships. Sure. It's like, that's all predicated on these early yeah. experiences and there's uh-huh. something to be said for that. And, and especially when you have like, conflicting figures, right? Yeah. So my grandparents raised me. They're super loving. They're mm. the best. But then also you have this really disappointing relationship with your parents or yeah. you can't really trust them. So it just ends up being very confusing and yeah. trying to sort that out took yeah. a decade. Yeah. yeah. It's a long time. Do you know about EMDR? Not much. Is oh. that tapping? Yeah. yeah. It's very similar to tapping. My therapist does it. It's like you hold these, I don't do it too often, but sometimes we do. You hold these buzzers and it like buzz, buzz, buzz in opposite left, hands. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's triggering each different hemisphere, the left and the right of your brain. So then you're rewiring these experiences. So yeah. that reminded me so much because I, there was this one thing that happened to me that I was telling her about and like she put me back in the scenario and my eyes are closed and I'm telling her what happened. And then she was response. She was like, what would you have wanted people to tell you if you had told people in that moment? And Mm. then I said that. And then she said like, it isn't your fault. I Mm. love you. And it was like, just so Mm. 
I know like the feeling you're talking about. Mm. It was such a like cathartic breath. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's like a feeling of lightness really. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, yeah. that burden is like, I didn't notice I've been carrying it for 30 years, but mm-hmm. here it is, you know? And, yeah. and now what, I, now what can I do with my life with that space? Yeah. Yeah. I so wish. And I mean, even you talking about your dad being in prison, it's like my immediate thought is damn, like mm. he's probably not getting what he needs. And our, prison system is so fucked it's not mm. rehabilitative at mm-hmm. all oh no not at all it's like i just i just wish we could all have therapy is really what yeah. i think would solve yeah. the world if yeah. everyone got to yeah. like heal yeah we would be harmonious do they but have, we're doing yeah. the i mean it's more people are doing the work i think now than ever do they yeah, have therapy so. in prison I'm sure they have some Maybe kind of counseling. Maybe some, but yeah. prisons are mostly mm. privately owned and mostly about making money for private companies. They're not even yeah. governments. I mean, they have like investment pages where they they yeah. actually oh. boast their recidivism rate, which is like how many people how many people return to prison. Yeah, oh. it's a it's a fucked system it's for so real. Fucked, and, yeah. and seeing it, and it, like a friend of mine, uh, Tate Fletcher. I don't know if you guys know who he mm. is, but he. Um, he owns this company called Caveman Coffee, and he's got a big oh. beard. He's like a he's a he's, cool. a, he's an like actor. He's hilarious. Okay. Yeah, and he was t- we were the, we the first time we ever had a conversation. He had like robbed a bank. He has a really crazy story. Whoa. And he we were talking, and it was so funny. He goes, because I was talking about how my dad was in prison, and this was he'd just gone in. He'd probably been in for about two years at the time, and okay. he's a, he gets out next year. Uh, so he had been in for seven years. Wow. Um, and the funny thing was, Tate goes, if I was black, I'd still be in there. Damn, I mean. And that's well, the same thing about yeah. my dad. My dad got seven years for amphetamines and... Wow, yeah. If he was it would have been longer. It's so and that's fucked his up. second time in prison. So it's fuck, like... Fuck, I yeah, that. I know. It's, it's, but it's like it's one awful. thing to acknowledge, <sighs> like this system is really broken yeah, in a way yeah. and what can we do you know i get frustrated because my dad can't even listen to my podcast in prison mm, and it's like so, but it's like but it's like you know he, he wants to but it's like what you know even no, guys I like mean, you yeah. know we're in the comedy store like joe rogan's yeah. podcast and those yeah. guys that come on there like the david goggins and those dudes mm-hmm. how much could those res- those people resonate with these guys that are in prison and, like, i know give that's them what something i'm saying to, like, something yeah yeah even if it's just like what harm does that cause mm. but you gotta you gotta deprive them of so much in, in this in this punishment state and then in the end of the day i was talking to my dad we he can text via oh. like his computer whoa that's so we really? text back and forth yeah wow. so he just texted me before i walked that's in cool. wow. um and uh and it's one of those things but he has to like he can only hang out with the white dudes it's super it's super racially I divided mean, in prison. Yeah. like unwritten rules yeah like, say that, in, right? no no yeah. like he, the prison doesn't say as that but like, it's like yeah. you have to stick with your own and so you, you don't think about like that's what's going on in prison because everyone's terrified in there i'm sure everyone's exactly. like fighting for their lives and the i mean mm. have you guys seen 13 on netflix or no. is it the is it 13th or 13th? i always fuck that up but it's about the 13th, 13th. amendment that yeah. says Slavery is now illegal, except if you're in prison. Yeah. Except if you're, it's literally in our constitution Eesh. to this day. When, except if you're incarcerated. When those fires happened, the most recent ones, they were paying prisoners a dollar an hour to go. Yeah, to go fight yep. fires. There's a John Oliver episode about it. Yeah, yeah, wow. women too, like women inmates, all of it. Wow. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. It's why so, it's sad, but it's sad. It's it's. I'm grateful that I get to see it. Yeah. Because the first I didn't see my dad for like three or four years, mm-hmm. and then I did ayahuasca the first time in 2012, 11 or 12. Oh yeah, we need to talk about that. And um, so the first time I did ayahuasca, and I had a lot of like dad stuff come up. The wow. second night, it was very dark, and I started seeing like the. I mean, this is kind of we're on the basic witches. So yeah, yeah you can go there. there. Oh, like it was, yeah. it was. I've had a lot of healing in ayahuasca, especially from my dad's like lineage, mm-hmm. and there was this dark. Entity. I had this really light feminine night the first night, which was just mm. all love. And it was like I was yeah. just immersed in love. Mm-hmm. And the second night was super dark. And it was wow. this demon type dark entity was like, I have your dad, I have your brother, and like all these men, right? Like so far back. 
Whoa. So I was like, well, oh, fuck man. this guy. I'm going to fight this dude. Yeah. So I'm like fighting this darkness. Dark entity. I don't even, I can't even describe what it even looked like. But this like. is all in your mind, right? While you're lying down. I was sitting, I was sitting in, sitting, a, in a, like okay. a Papazon chair. So like, okay. the, yeah. So, but <laughs> you're, not, but you're chair, not like yeah. physically moving. No, I was like shaking a lot okay, and like okay. really like tense, but I wasn't like fighting. I wasn't okay. like wow. flailing Throwing around. Punches, or, yeah, yeah, no, but I was just like, it was all in my mind. Okay. And then I got to this point where I was just like exhausted. And in my mind, I just kind of collapsed. Whoa. And when I did that, my dad, who in this vision, he was my age. Okay. And my brother, who's a year younger than me, mm-hmm. like showed up and then we were like all crying and then hugged mm-hmm. each other in this vision and mm-hmm. all the darkness went away. Oh. And like, it wasn't like it went away. Like the trip wow. was, I was like back to normal Whoa. in an instant. And I was like, there's Whoa. no, like you the can't, movie's over. yeah, you can't fight this with more anger, more aggression, fight. hatred, yeah. frustration. It's like, you just, there's only way through is, is love, love and acceptance. Mm, and through this. Yeah. So, that was, so then after that, did you connect with your dad? Well, after that was the week before Thanksgiving. So then I went mm. home for Thanksgiving and mm. I saw him and he was in jail. He was in the county jail at the time okay. before he got transferred. And I was talking to him like super on the, on the phone, like the yeah. payphone style phone mm-hmm. through a piece of glass. Whoa. And I started to realize that I was like, it was like I was looking in a mirror almost. And all the parts of my dad that had been like, I'd been told were wrong or broken or fucked up. I had shamed all those parts of myself. Yeah, And it was something that I Mm. uh, just... It, it was okay to be like him. Mm-hmm. Like I was like him. We're very similar. You accepted mm-hmm. him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, so and it was accepted a lot. yourself. Exactly. Yeah. So it was like one of the biggest moments of my life, you know? I so relate to that because I'm a lot like my mom and my mom is the one that gave me a lot of heartache growing up. So like <laughs> I get resentful sometimes and like I look like her too, but I, I am becoming more like accepting her of her and forgiving her, which is yeah. allowing mm. me to like myself more. Mm. Yeah. It's, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's simple, but profound. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. things. Yeah. I mean, really all the sort of, I guess I always call it getting better at life. The, the work or doing the internal <laughs> yeah. work it, to me, mm-hmm. it makes me better at life. Well, it makes life easier. That's because for it sure. makes life easier and more enjoyable. And, and more to fun. me, yeah. that's better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. But and if then, you don't acknowledge yeah. those things about yourself, you're just kind of mm-hmm. living in this lane mm-hmm. that somebody, and at the end of the day, like, Somebody kind of decided that for you. What do you I mean, mean, so early on, right in life, like you mm-hmm. kind of fall out of a person, and then here you're here. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to the planet. And then from then on, and this is kind of how I, I build my kind of philosophy or my coaching practice is you have what I call like boundaries of experience. Like you've been shamed or you have fear mm-hmm. around certain things because you learn to be scared mm-hmm. or or to seek validation in certain ways. So. Mm-hmm. That puts, by the time you're an adult, you have kind of a lane that you live in. You have these boundaries of experience. And if you can zoom out a little bit Mm -hmm. through some kind of reflection, whether that's meditation or psychedelics Mm -hmm. or or, um, journaling, Mm -hmm. you can start to see like, okay, I have put boundaries on the way that I can live my life. Mm. And so if I can consciously step outside of those and broaden my boundaries of experience and create more context, Mm -hmm. then I can actually make different decisions. I can have more free will and more capacity to live authentically through myself. Yeah. Opening your mind up to limitless possibilities. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Our last guest, or I think Kat Tremarco, she said to break... Yeah, Yeah, you (laughs) know her. Yeah, okay, yeah. She said to break the pattern, you have to see the pattern. And that's what that reminds me of. Exactly. To like take a step back and be like, oh, it doesn't have to be that way. I don't have to react like that mm-hmm. or exactly. yeah i i don't see n- now having like done this spiritual work on myself i don't really see anything as definitive mm. i don't see the world as statements with periods anymore exactly it's like everything is a dot 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 at the end like yeah. i mean so much stuff change like changes constantly especially you think the way that we talk oh to ourselves God, we use yeah. language english probably mm-hmm. is our inner dialogue and like yeah. that changes all the time like even the thing or kelly, you can change it yeah if you can see it like mm-hmm. we're saying but it yeah. adapts like kelly and i were joking the other day it was like two years ago if i would have called a girl thick 
That would not have flown. Yeah. It would not have been okay. Now it's a compliment. Now it's a compliment. Yeah. Or being a witch, right? Yeah. Like I, oh, totally. I, I was always called Kelly a thick witch. Yeah. And it's like, I could, if I said that, if I said that two years ago, I'm she'd been like, witch. what the fuck did you That's say? Not. And it's yeah. like, she's like, you damn right I am. You know, yeah. it's like a whole different thing. But it's flexible and it, it changes. It you totally, because you can decide to change it. So we're, we're in this oh. ever flowing like life. It's like, well, let me let me start taking advantage of that change mm-hmm. or taking ownership of the change yeah. that's going to happen in my own mm-hmm. life. It's a really powerful place to be. And I think our job, like Kat brought up also, is to, in order to help other, others get there, they have to want to. All we can basically do is love people where they're at, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's in my, it's probably in my chart or my signs or something, but I always <laughs> want to like, I see a lot of potential. I've always been like this. Mm-hmm. I To the point of naivety or like I give the benefit of the doubt so much sometimes. Mm-hmm. But basically, I, I truly see the light in people. I see their potential. And when they're not seeing it. I want to help them see mm-hmm. it, but it's not always my place. Right. Do you deal with that? I mean, with clients, you must. Yeah. See well, one thing with, with my clients, it's really, well, by the time you get to me, like, you know what I'm about, right? You listen mm-hmm. to the podcast, you've mm-hmm. seen like what I'm about. Yeah. And it's, I, I, it's, if you look on the big five aspect scale, which is a personality assessment that I use mm-hmm. for people, it's very grounded. Mm-hmm. I'm highly compassionate and empathetic. Mm-hmm. I'm like the second percentile in politeness. Like I'm just not, I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm very straightforward. Right. So we're very similar. Yeah, you can, like, yeah. <laughs> so like, you can say what you need to say. And there's yeah. like, because I've dealt with, and I, I've kind of tracked this down, like the work with my mom and these mm-hmm. things, I just have a capacity for like, just not judging people. Yeah. Like, I've seen the worst of people. So even if you're saying close. it to them, you're not judging it at all. You're just saying, this is exactly. what I see. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can say whatever you need to say and, and for to have a relationship like that with clients and, and as a what I would consider like a helping relationship as mm-hmm. my responsibility mm-hmm. I have to be able to come to that with without judgment because I want you to be th- feeling that way about yourself so mm-hmm. we're, we're creating a space where you can say what you need to say feel mm-hmm. what you need to feel and mm-hmm. then create a better understanding of yourself with the yeah. goal being some congruence in the way that you're living your life yeah. yeah but it takes that like I mean we work for three months an hour a week like that much time committed to yourself and expressing yeah. yourself is can be really really pivotal yeah. in life changing yeah. oh I know it and from then experience. Cre- creating yeah. these like collage of practices that really resonate with you. Mm. That's something that you can take forward because as we know, there's like a million things you can do that are yeah. like self-help oriented. Yeah. Right? So oh it's like, my God, let's yeah. find totally. the ones that actually fucking make sense and for you. Yeah. Something you know? different yeah. works for everybody. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So totally. I'm assuming most of your clients are men. No. Oh, really? No, like 70, 30 women actually. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, question specifically about the men. Do you see that they like when you start working with them do they have like a super guard up or because they're coming to you is it a little knocked down because if you're going to ask for help from a from another man like yeah. it is um, you're pretty open at that yeah, point yeah you're pretty open most of the guys that come most people in general most, especially with guys it's mm-hmm. usually going through some kind of transition or they've mm-hmm. reached a point of like stuckness and yeah. that's what it takes with guys like you gotta kind of get hit with a sledgehammer mm-hmm. before you really like it's like a breakup or a job yep. change or mm-hmm. something and then that is a great place to be mm-hmm. and it really is it's like they but they need to like learn how to embrace they've probably been yeah. through that same pattern enough times where like this is a thing that keeps happening I gotta do something about this. Mm. I mean, you're such a cool example of potential because you were a frat guy. (laughs) (laughs) And look at you now. Like, this is amazing. I'm dating a former frat guy. Me too. I love Who would have thought? Yeah, I mean, it's possible. It's different. I mean, the frat guy stereotype definitely holds up, but most of us weren't 
like that. that. Bad. I, I saw some, but I saw like some examples of, I guess, what you would call like toxic masculinity. In yeah, a, in a way. But, for, but most of us were just like we're just. We the thing about it was we're going to a big school, especially like I played sports my whole life. Would you go again? Texas State, mm-hmm. which okay, is a, yeah, a bigger big school, school in Texas. Yeah. Kind of like if you're from California, it's like the UCSB. It's like the party school it. of Texas. Okay, okay. Um, but I didn't know anybody, and I wanted mm-hmm. to make some friends, and it was a great way. Oh to yeah, meet. and I still am friends with those guys. I was a sorority girl. Yeah, I, I get loved it. it. Yeah. But it was it. a big change from like doing that to doing this. Yeah. The funny thing is though, from my, my fraternity has has to be, I mean, there's like six A and B list podcasters that came out of my fraternity. Oh no way. It's like, okay, yeah. Okay. So I'm, uh, wow. I'm really surprised it's, it's, by that. It's we- it is Woke honestly super dudes. weird. Cool. The, 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 <laughs> are you familiar with uh, total frat move? No. Like total frat move. Yeah. The brand was started by one of my, one of the guys that was older Holy than me. Holy shit. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. And the guy, Ross Boland, who wrote the book, he was in my fraternity. Wow. Too. So it's like these, like, it's just like wow, they built this okay. like frat culture. The frat like, of the frat. Yeah. It's hilarious. So <laughs> cool. it's, it's just really, it's really weird, yeah. but we all end up doing kind of our own thing and that was that was really fun but coming from that into this world as much like they would have me on their shows as like the frat personal development I guy love it. That's awesome. <laughs> wait so what was your sledgehammer moment that like really uh, broke you down yeah. to get into this work so i started um personal training and mm-hmm. stuff in college so i was a personal trainer in college and then i got into crossfit mm. and that was really fun because that was you know, I, I played football in, in college until I got injured, and mm. I I was working. I grew up working oil and gas construction in Texas in small mm-hmm. town. Whoa. So I um, was running. A, we were running. Well, we were working. We were running a line, and I blew a disc in my back, and I couldn't <gasps> walk for like a, a, several months. And Fuck. I just I did it until like my leg quit working basically because mm. I was like, oh, my hamstrings messed up or whatever. It turned out I had like nerve damage. Oh, so I had to get some cortisone injections, and that was really like my first like mm. identity loss because I had played sports. I mean, I'm six four. I was two hundred pounds in the sixth grade. Like I was just a big wow. kid. So like oh in Texas. Small town Texas, like your football is your life. Yeah, yes. it's really they don't really give you Friday any, Night Lights. <laughs> and like, like Varsity Blues is not an exaggeration. Man, like that was that I was my it. life. It was fucking ridiculous. Um, so that was my first like big existential crisis. Like I don't know who I am anymore. Not only can I not play f- football anymore. I can't literally walk or run. That's or so like, cool that you and Kelly probably connect on this. Very yeah, much you so. both had yeah. a health thing that made yeah. you look in within. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like I quit. It was like I got to take it. You got taken yeah. away. Forced. Yeah. yeah. It was like this is a thing. So I was, you know, I was on, I spent a year. I transferred to a different school and I spent a year. My GPA went, went from like a 3.5 to like a 0. .86. So I was like, oh, so you I, just, I was, well, I was on muscle relaxers, painkillers. I was oh, sleeping all the time. Like uh, I just couldn't, oh I was like God. playing a lot of video games. I just couldn't Damn. do much of anything. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, all right, I got to get my shit together. Mm. So I lived, I'd gone to schools close to my hometown and I went, to Texas state, which is like four and a half hours away. But for me, that was a big jump. It was like a big leap of faith. And I realized that by changing location, no one, I knew a couple people there, but Mm -hmm. it was my first big, like no one really knows anything about me besides what Mm -hmm. I demonstrate and show them right now. Mm -hmm. And that pattern has been super persistent Mm -hmm. in my life. Like that was, and then that was the same thing to moving to Austin. And I got into the CrossFit world and I spent seven years just like working with people. Mm -hmm. And it was funny. That's when personal development started. I get into personal development and reading these kind of books. And it was, mm-hmm. it was a pretty early on. It was like Tony Robbins. And then mm-hmm. I read start with why by Simon Sinek. Mm-hmm. And that started to, read that. Yeah, it's really good. I read that when I was 22. So I was like, okay. I was in a place where we were like, that was, that was a big part of what we were doing. I was working mm, yeah. at a great gym and, and then I ended up opening my own gym 
And by that point, it was less about fitness and more about people. Mm. Like the fitness cool. stuff became very yeah. easy. And I started really loving working with people. Community. And then my gym, there was real estate fraud on the in the building that we had leased oh, from no. and everything fell apart. So mm. I lost like $60,000. Like Ew. it was just like a crazy, because we had like, built this whole place out and all of a sudden I'd like- And then it got taken away. And it just like, I was mm. like, I just got to get out of here because this just, this whole thing just set on fire basically. <laughs> so I was like, holy shit, like what am I doing now? Mm. And that was about- a month before that was, I got invited to do this ayahuasca ceremony oh, okay. because somebody else had backed out. Somebody else mm-hmm. that was going, his uh, sister had his her baby like two weeks premature, mm-hmm. super healthy, everything was fine, mm-hmm. but like he couldn't go. Mm-hmm. So it was like randomly, I mean, random, quote unquote, randomly, yeah, yeah. ended up doing this, and that really shifted everything <laughs> for me. So it was like this massive failure. I spent my whole whole. T- I decided I wanted to open a gym when I was nineteen. Wow. And so twenty seven, it all fell apart. So I spent mm-hmm. the better wow. part of my twenties doing that. And that's your Saturn return. Yeah. Oh that's my god, monumental. <laughs> wow. So then from aligned. Then yeah. From there, I almost moved to New Zealand. So I was like, okay, I'm just, I just want to go do something. I was cool. like, I had a, a job you over like there. It was all set start. up. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to restart. And I said, I will only stay in Austin if I get if I get a job at the Chive, um, or at Onnit. And then I started dating a girl that worked at Onnit. Got close to the CEO, and they picked me up because my visa got denied. Oh, my God. oh okay. So I was about, I was reapplying <laughs> for my visa then, which was no big deal. It was yeah. just like, you know, yeah. it's an error somewhere. Yeah. And uh, they I started working there as a project manager for wow. uh, CEO of Onnit and working with his podcast stuff, and then. I started I started a podcast through on it and then mm. that was the reason that I got fired for the podcast because the podcast was kind of like becoming its own thing. Oh. And then that became this. Wow. It was like this really crazy, weird story of a bunch of like synchronicities, but it, it just kind of you were just looking following back. It. Yeah, if I look back, the 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 dots kind of connect. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like carried you through all that? What was internally making you keep going with mm. like all the fires around you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried, I tried to get like normal jobs mm. and it just, I would, I hated it. I just hated mm. it so much. It was like, I would rather just live in a van. Like I just don't mm-hmm. even, mm-hmm. it just wasn't, it wasn't for me. Mm. And it wasn't that it was beneath me. I never like looked at it as like, oh, this is having a nine to five is like not fulfilling. Right. Like that. It wasn't that it just, I just didn't feel like it was right. And mm-hmm. there was something about that. Like when the gym closed, I had no money. Mm-hmm. So I sold all my equipment. So I used like whatever, like $10,000 I had to just survive for three months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I lived on like chicken and rice and avocados. Mm-hmm. And me and my dog would just go f- walk. That's where the, like my Instagram handle Connor wanders was like ah. me just wandering around in the woods in Austin, just <laughs> trying to find myself, you know, and I was listening <laughs> to Alan Watts and, yeah. and getting into like Alan Watts and these different types of yeah. outside thinkers. Mm-hmm gave me something to get excited about and it's something I loved sharing and that felt the most right. And I guess you had nothing to lose at that point. So it's like, fuck it. Yeah. 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 Let's roll the dice. I love looking back at someone's journey like that and seeing how you can actually view those fires going off as like guiding your path, blessings, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. steering you in the right direction. And Mm -hmm. then now that you have that hindsight, you can treat it when the fire is current, you can mm. see it like that. Exactly. That's Sometimes what I'm saying. I'm feeling right now. Easier yeah. said than done. Totally. Oh, but, for sure. But if you actually pay attention to yeah. it and realize, okay, I'm still here, meaning the hardest days are behind me, mm-hmm. like I can handle this. You've survived everything up leading until up to this now. Point, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. Gratitude. Like mm-hmm. I have what I need. Then I can see potential fires or actual fires going off as like blessings. Exactly. And mm-hmm. I think if you get into this it's place, amazing. everybody wants to share, right? They want to like share their, that's a big thing now is like whether you be an influencer or mm-hmm. whatever it is, like you want to share your story. But if you really commit to that, the universe is going to conspire to make sure that you've 
earned it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you're going to have to have some stories to tell. And yeah. It's like, you know, That's and, and, and I think it's really important also to look at like, what was my worst case scenario? Like really, if I looked at it, it as like, let me get really comfortable with, can yeah. I accept failure? If mm. I, is it worth, would I rather fail at this and live like my quote unquote mm. worst case scenario, which was like, I'll be a PE teacher or something like it's I have. It's not that bad. Yeah. It's like, that's yeah. actually pretty awesome. I'll get yeah, to impact these lives and like yeah. have summers off and yeah. you know, whatever, it'll be mm. fine. And I love, I love that. Just, and I'll, and I'll know that I gave it hundred percent of what mm-hmm. I had. I mean, that's like, we've been talking about with forgiving your parents or forgiving whatever and loving yourself. Like mm-hmm. if you can love yourself, then why does it even matter if you fail? Mm-hmm. You can just love yourself through that. Yeah. Easier said than done, especially for a perfectionist in recovery like myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because like even listening to your story about the gym failing and stuff, I was like looking at my life and I'm like, you know, even through hardships, I've performed pretty well. Like I yeah. can perform under pressure life-wise. And so it's crazy that I even have a fear of failure. <laughs> yeah. Like have when you, you really think about have it. Have you guys read The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck? Mark Manson <sighs> is my fucking hero. Oh my I'm reading God. His have new you book read it? Now. No, but I love the sound of it. So good. I Then yeah, you know, I just listened to the audiobook and it was amazing. Oh, cool. But there's this one part, I'm going to butcher it, but basically he's saying, by wanting a positive experience, you're currently living in a negative experience because you're acknowledging that there's a lack. Mm-hmm. But if you were like sitting in a current experience and appreciating it for what it is, then you're like, that's abundance mentality because mm-hmm. you're thinking yeah. that that's a positive experience. I love that quote. It's yeah, it's like it's like yeah, exactly. It's like, I, I it's like ex- accepting a negative experience in itself as a positive experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's there's something really cool it's about that. It's a choice. Yeah, it is a choice, and I have so much compassion for what everyone's been through and why they maybe can't see that it's a mm-hmm. choice at mm-hmm. this point. But like. That's that is one thing I do get frustrated mm. when I see that potential in people, mm-hmm. like I'm saying, and I'm like, oh, if you could just see that you have a choice right yeah. now to change your mind and change your life. It's hard yeah. to acknowledge oh. though when you when you haven't seen it. I know. Yourself. I know. I want everyone to see it yeah. so bad. And it's hard when you when you see the light in people all the time and you mm-hmm. see that potential, and it's like, mm-hmm. but you but sometimes it, bl- it, it blinds me, you. It looks to, like yeah. they're choosing to stay in a negative, and I'm like, why would you choose mm-hmm. to stay in a negative? Yeah. But I know it's it's their whole life leading the up timing. to this. Has exactly. I'm sure that Made like, it so. manifested in some pretty interesting relationships for you. <laughs> that seems to be you're what I hear. You're not wrong. Yes. Oh my God. You're so not wrong. Yeah. What's your sign, by the way? Aquarius. Oh. On the quest of Capricorn. So January 23rd. Oh, okay. We just yeah. learned last episode that we are moving into the age of Aquarius again, which happens... I forget how long it takes. Two hundred years? years to get into it, to enter into it, but then it lasts like fifteen hundred years. What or does something. that? What does that mean for me? It's a time <laughs> for everyone. It's more about for everyone. It's a time when the whole is the focus instead mm-hmm. of the, we're in a time right now with patriarchy and stuff where the individual is more of the focus, but a, but an Aquarian model is like the whole. Mm-hmm. I get it. So it's a I good like thing we're moving yeah. into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that, the, the patriarchy is a, interesting. We talked about this a little bit on my show, yeah. but it's yeah. something I, and that actually got me thinking about it a lot and, and toxic mm-hmm. masculinity and all these these different things. It feels very, it's interesting how how much of a highlight that is. To well, me now. well, yeah. Yeah. It's for the first time. Yeah. For the time. first time. And it's, it, it's funny. I was just as a tall white dude, it's, yeah. it, I, I, I'm always running. It's, it's somewhat frustrating too. Cause I'm always running like what I'm saying through a filter of like, is this like a privilege oh, filter? I'm like, yeah. is this okay? Is this, mm-hmm. is this, is this from a good place? And that's mm-hmm. what I try and think like, 
that's, this from a good place? That's good, good that you're doing it. I'm going to offend people. Like that's, yeah. I, if I'm not offending people, then I'm not pushing any kind of boundaries for myself. But it's like, mm. is that I think the majority I, or is it just people being sensitive? Well, and I, I think I do the same thing as a white woman yeah. as well. Like I, we have our own privilege just yeah. by being white. So it's like, I also have to run things. But I'm glad that I do that same. versus before when like, not that I was saying super racist things, but maybe yeah. I wasn't aware of what I was saying. Totally. And now exactly. people are more aware, which I think is good. Well, it's, it's I try and I, listen to, I'm of course a huge Joe Rogan fan, but it's like, I almost think I run through, run things through like a bit. Like mm. it's something it's like, it's like, okay, that was offensive. Was it the way that I, cause it wasn't the place I was coming. I wasn't coming mm. from an offensive place. Like mm. was right. it the way that I was saying that mm. not landing with people mm. and can I reshape that mm-hmm. and, and make it more clear and concise about what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause when you saw like Dave Chappelle special pissed a lot of people off, mm-hmm. but I thought it was one of the funniest. Didn't watch it Cause I, I already saw it. it live and I don't want to see it again. Oh my God. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice flex over there. No, like I'm serious. I saw him do like it at the improv and it was just, it made the audience uncomfortable. And like, I just feel like he's a little out of touch and he doesn't want to admit it or acknowledge it. Or maybe he doesn't see it. I don't know, but I don't know. I thought it was really funny. <laughs> Interesting. I haven't yeah. seen it either. I, yeah, no, but it, I mean, it upset a lot of people, but I think mm-hmm. something that highlights this stuff or at least as a white dude, I think it's really interesting. Cause it's like me saying, I feel like sometimes that my perspective is like, I'm trying to share from an honest place. Mm-hmm. And I, I think one thing that's missing is reserving the right to be wrong. It's like, mm-hmm. I reserve the right to be wrong. I want to be able to like say what I'm thinking, feeling, experiencing, mm-hmm. and then you can share that. But if you call me an asshole for experiencing what I'm experiencing, mm-hmm. it's really hard to then not defend myself Right. Totally. versus like, do you see how that could be offensive? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. I guess I do see that versus like, you're a fucking asshole for yeah. existing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it gets, it gets tricky for sure. I mean, yeah, I can imagine. No one wants to be a part of the problem. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And right. I think that since you're aware of that and you're, uh, coming from just a place of truth and love mm-hmm. that it will, it will work out always. Yeah. yeah. But you're probably, you probably do run into some yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. resistance. <laughs> yeah. I can see. Oh yeah. I've been getting told to check your privilege is probably one of the most frustrating oh, things. People say that too? Uh, a good friend of mine said that we actually oh, couldn't be friends because of it. Oh, yeah. well, that's nice. for a while, for like five years. Okay. Damn. <laughs> but yeah. you're aware. Yeah. So it like, was cool. It was like, that's it all was you a, can do. Exactly. You're born into this body also, you know, yeah. like everyone. Yeah. I didn't choose my bone as structure, but I'm happy. Yeah. So what do you Same. do that's witchy? Anything? What do I do that's witchy? Um, I don't even know. I watch American Horror Story. Oh, hell <laughs> oh my God. I just rewatched the first season. Isn't so Murder good. House the best season? So good. Yeah. So I good. I love it. My yeah. favorite season probably mm-hmm. too. I think the most witchy thing I do is I, <laughs> I mean, psychedelics play a big part in mm. the way that I've reshaped life, but it's something that's, that's really interesting about getting outside of this reality mm-hmm. And handling things in such a novel experience where Ah. it's like, I mean, the last mushroom trip I did, and I do these, don't do them often. I think the more you do psychedelics and the more serious you take them, the less you do them. Mm. Because it's like, it's a lot, everyone is processing like a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. I think a big thing for me, even going through that somatic work was accepting my own like darkness Mm -hmm. in a way, not like, not shadow, not like, just like my own, and we all have it, right? Mm -hmm. And it's by suppressing it. I think that's a lot of the times where you see these things like what the most highlighted A, a, a oppressive behavior is like this, this com- consistent shame and push down. And it's like Denying at a certain pressing. point you get enough power to where you can just play that out mm-hmm. because you have so much leverage on mm-hmm. people. And yeah. I think by acknowledging your own darkness, and like what are my dark quote unquote dark desires mm-hmm. and where do they mm-hmm. live and where are they coming from? And how can I find those and express those in a healthy way mm-hmm. in my relationships? So I don't end up cheating or doing something mm-hmm. stupid like yeah. I've done in the past. Like what patterns are created by that, that I'm just, 
unwilling to see because I don't right. want to be so ashamed of myself. Yeah, and yeah so instead gross. put some light on them. Yeah, and just be like, okay, well, this is this is a part of the human experience just mm-hmm. as much as the sunshine and rainbows. Mm-hmm. And that's important. <laughs> yeah. So I got really into that in my last mushroom experience and it was oh. super intense. It was really fun. Cool. That's very witchy, the darkness yeah. and the light. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's fun. Like the darkness is fun. Like there's something yeah. about that. Well, that's psychedelics like, are fun. Yeah, psychedelics <laughs> are fun. Yeah. That's what I thought you meant. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's that's that's probably I'd say like the witchiest thing that I do. I haven't okay. cast any spells anytime. Okay. 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 <laughs> cool. So talking about mushrooms, um, I just had a really really nice uh, <laughs> mushroom. Journey. Oh, look, I love the nice ones. The nice ones yeah, are <laughs> right. The nice ones like, are nice. Yeah. The nice ones are nice. I don't know if it was this strain or like my my current state. Mm-hmm. Probably more my current state. Probably, yeah. yeah. Um, but I had a really nice vision of um me in the future that came really clearly to me of um like hosting a big show, mm-hmm. like, I mean, probably like this yeah. <laughs> just in the future. I don't know. It was very like affirmative that I was on the right track. Mm. Um, yeah. And it was, yeah. it was coming in clear and hot. Um, Were you lying down, closing your eyes? Yeah. Or, okay. in, awesome. in the park. Cool. Oh, was, and the weather was perfect. I mean, wow. the whole, yeah, the whole thing That's was magical. great. Um, but I wanted to ask about ayahuasca because I don't know. I just, I mean, I think being a witch, I might do it at some point. Yeah, do I want to do it. Do you I want to go on your retreat? Yeah. No. Not, really? a, not after hearing so many guests talk about mm. their positive experience. Like, even when it's a negative experience, it seems it's like positive. it's still positive. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot, because you can get into some, you're getting into a lot there. And a lot of it's, ayahuasca is so physical. Like, yeah, I was going to say, somatics. medically, I'm scared a little bit. Really? Um, I don't know. I well, just don't know. This feeling that you're having is exactly why we put the, put the retreat together. Mm, so we partnered really? with uh, this place called Soltara Healing Center down in Costa Rica. And the, the people who founded that, I'm, I've known for a while um, since they started putting it together. And they've been running ayahuasca retreats in Peru for 10 years. Cool. So they have a really good relationship Why with... Why is that like the place to do ayahuasca? It's where it grows. It's okay. ancient. Okay. Yeah. So it's been there for a long time. Okay. Yeah. Colombia, Hawaii, uh, Peru, where it grows. They're the, the experts. So cool. Yeah. yeah. So the healers that we work with are Peruvian. Wow. And they cool. wrote, there's a small community. It's the Shipibo tribe. Mm-hmm. And the people that we, the healers have been working with the medicines they were about nine between nine and 13 now they don't necessarily Whoa. do ayahuasca at nine okay but they start dieting plants they call mm-hmm. it the dieta and mm-hmm. they'll diet tobacco lemongrass like just different plants from they the learn. amazon and they learn diet. A, they will they'll fast and they'll ingest mostly that plant just to see how to get familiar and they'll, they'll get a song they'll get a song out of their dieta so the dieta can last months and they'll get end up with a song of the plant and the Ooh. plant t- teaches them a song this is That's really so out there cool. i mean this is absolutely witchcraft yeah. i love it so they do it for, you know, they, they're working in that and that never really stops. They do dieta, you know, every wow. year, multiple times a year yeah. through their whole. And the older they are, the more experience they have doing that. Wow. And when you're in ceremony at, at Soltara, they're singing you a song of a plant. So whatever plant, plants, energy healing you need, they're singing you that song. That's beautiful. And everybody gets a song from a male and a female healer because wow. there's always, a, in the Shipibo tradition, there's mm-hmm. a male and female. And they're not one's not above the other. They're mm-hmm. side yeah. by side in this mm-hmm. experience. Yeah, so you have yang. both mm. there. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And the crazy thing is they speak Shipibo. They don't, sp- they speak Shipibo in Spanish. The Spanish okay. is a second language. Mm. So they're singing in a language that none of us know. You don't know, even understand, but, but you vibrationally. you know what they're saying. Probably, but you yeah. feel it. It's the, it's the most wild experience. That's so cool. And what we did with Soltara is they have like Dr. Gabor Mate, who's a, he's a, a researcher. He's been, he's an MD. He's been in this world for a long time. Is on their mm. board. Oh, right. Cool. So is Dennis McKenna, who's a, if you know oh, Terrence yeah. McKenna is like he's on Kristen's their board as well. 
Is it Kristen Appenrod's Dennis or a different one? Um, I don't know. Okay. I don't think so. Dentist? But he's, Dennis. Dennis. Oh. His name is Dennis. Is it, Dennis it McKenna. Yeah. Dentist. I don't he's, know. He's a leading psychedelic, psychedelic researcher, okay. right? So these guys are on their board. So their program is built and in, in overse- overseen by amazing people in the okay. space. And they have a medical questionnaire. Like you're talking to a therapist before okay. you even get down there. That's the space, all amazing. Costa Rica is super energetically clean where Peru is kind of dark. Like the jungle is the jungle. Oh, you think whoa, about the jungle, okay. a lot of turnover, a lot of turnover of life. And mm. so the role of a, of a healer in Peru is generally to keep the space clean and safe. Wow. But in Costa Rica, that's not as much of a focus because okay. it's not as dark of a place. Cool. And there's not as many healers there. So they're doing mm. more work on you specifically. Got it. Mm. So we have about a five to one ratio of a facilitator to people in the, in the Maloka that okay. are in ceremony. So as there's five people to one facilitator. Exactly. Okay. That's so nice. there's plenty of time. There's six bathrooms. It's like really, yeah. really easy. They did a, ama- they built this entire place around the ceremony. So wow. the, the focus of Soltara is an incredible healing experience. And it's cool. like all legal there, right? Because it's a yeah. plant. Yeah. Yeah. They have medical oh, medical awesome. uh, permission and, and that it's would wild. make me feel way safer. So that, that's Medicine. one of the things. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like my yeah. first psychedelics I did in Amsterdam because they were legal and regulated and I could buy it in a package with nutrition <laughs> facts. Like that's it made amazing. me feel safe. How many calories yeah. are in? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was very low. It was yeah, like 15. Five. There's a vegetable basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think that's I'm pretty amazing. sure that mushrooms so keto too. Oh, uh, great. Good to know. Gluten the free. keto mushroom diet. <laughs> it's been real fun. Whoa. So how many of those retreats have you gone on? So I've drank, I've drank 11 or 12 times. Do you like throw up immediately upon drinking I've it? only thrown up twice. Okay. okay. So purging happens in a lot of different ways and a mm-hmm. purge is very important. So what mm-hmm. some people consider like the vomiting purge or the <sighs> diarrhea purge oh. is uh, it's like there's a gravitational force in your gut that's just like pulling all the, mm, shit, the bad shit out and then you just let it out. I mean this last okay. time and, and ayahuasca is a... It's it's a mystical plant. It's a very mm. smart plant. Yeah. Like you can drink a full cup and not have much of an experience at all. Or if you're like me last time, and again, I'm 220 pounds. I'm mm-hmm. like a, a big human being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was drinking a facilitator dose because I was leading the wow. retreat. I wasn't facilitating in ceremony, okay. but um, I was outside of ceremony. I needed to be fully present. I didn't yeah. want to open up a deep process. So you drink mm-hmm. less? I drank a very small amount, yeah. a third of a cup, and had one of the most intense experiences <laughs> of my entire life. Wow. Because so it was okay. Mean? It means that it was okay to me. It was like, like the plants know what's up. It, okay. Meaning like it, was it will like, take the effect it needs to take. Exactly. Wow. Divine. Oh, exactly. That's cool. I get it's, it. it feels incredibly intelligent. It's there's something so wild about wow. it. It's, it's beautiful. But that's why we love I like it. the people that are doing ayahuasca and facilitating here in the states have been doing it for a decade or so. Mm-hmm. And what's amazing is that we have these healers down there that mm-hmm. are they rotate every few months, about every quarter mm-hmm. um, from that same tribe. So they have really strong relationships with the with the people that mm-hmm. run this re- retreat center. And the facilitators have been working with the medicine for they're seven like, to ten years as well. And yeah. they're not even they're just in ceremony to help you out mm-hmm. to work with you to make sure everything's safe so it has this really safe mm. you know exactly where okay. the medicine came mm-hmm. from it's super clean it's so it's wow. and there's not that much to do at Soltara but it's beautiful so it's very focused so on you re- having literally your own. a retreat yeah exactly it's wow. like you focus on your own experience the food's great <laughs> yeah and then the, with the realness retreat what's really amazing is that we have the whole retreat center to our retreat and it's everybody has something in common whether they listen mm-hmm. to my podcast or cool. ceremony wellness or follow yeah. us like it's so there's like family yeah, yeah like you're down there with quote-unquote strangers but like Everyone. We're all down wow. there for a reason, and That's it's it's cute. it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Do you think your ayahuasca experience varies depending how much therapy and soul work you do beforehand? How conscious um, you are before? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just to who you are as a person is gonna, mm-hmm. but it's gonna hand you something different. Like you can come in there feeling super light and lovey, and like have a super dark experience. Oh. 
And sometimes if it's your first time, especially, and you have a lot of stuff to work on, your first experience is very light and lovey because you don't, the last thing that you need to be gently let in. Exactly. It's Mm. like, let's just, because my first one, I've done a lot of work in this was like nothing, but I've got spooned by the divine mother (laughs) and just, she was just whispering, whispering in my ear. Like, it's okay, sweetheart. It's okay. Yeah. She's, she said, um, what was the voice? Oh yeah. What'd she say? She goes, uh, it's not always going to be easy, but I'm always going to be here, Mm. which is like what I needed to hear. Yeah, for sure. Motherly, motherly figure anyways. Was the voice someone that you know or recognize? No, it was a different voice. And it was Mm. in my, I was laying on my left side. So she was in my right ear. (gasps) Okay. Whispering or talking? Whispering. Your left is your feminine side. So you're laying on your feminine side. I mean, I've had, okay. So this is the first experience. I looked down, I was laying on my back at this point. I looked down and I see like an ear, like a lion ear, like an lioness ear. And I looked down and the whole left side of my body was like, a lioness <gasps> but like out amazing. of it there was like a head was right here and it was like teeth were in my neck that's cool and it was amazing does it look really real when you're on ayahuasca oh, yeah. it was cool but I was like in the room it was like somewhere else but then on the third <gasps> night of that first time which well, we do at Soltara I feel like is a much better experience than my first time but it's what we had access to mm-hmm. um, I was like what was the deal with that lioness like I got to ask a bunch of questions Ooh. and they go oh that's your feminine essence cool and, it was cool. and now Kelly has had a bunch of lioness visions and then I realized mm-hmm. last time we were there that she was always the lioness oh that oh. was always Kelly. And that was really cool. That's too. beautiful. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's 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 a special experience. And if you feel called, I think one of the things, if you feel curious about it and called to it, you're going to be scared. Mm-hmm. Like it's I scary every it's time just, you do it. Yeah. Like nerves and because yeah. they're always different. It's yeah. like you never know what you're going to get. The yeah. same as how I felt before starting meditation and before starting therapy. I like avoided it a little and was scared, but it's because I needed to do it. Yeah. There's those feelings you have. Like it. this happened actually to bring Kelly up again. We'll keep mm-hmm. talking about her. Like before I met her for the first time in real life, I had a realization or just this familiar feeling like this is something that's going to change everything. Like this oh, moment wow. is going to change everything. And that happened Wait, last time. How did you know before meeting her that you were I, We had talked her. a lot, oh, but like okay. I was going to meet her but you in hadn't real met life. Her in yeah, person. exactly. Got it. Oh. Yeah. And that happened when I left my old job. Um, mm-hmm. If you're familiar with the channel, Paul Selig. No, he's a channel. He's amazing. He's oh. written a channel. The, a the name is familiar. He's so you guys got to check him out. Cool. He's so okay. Great. But I was, I was going to do a uh, reading with him and my old mm. boss. And I knew the same feeling as walking in there. Like this moment's going to change everything. And it did. Wow. So it's cool. It's like one of those things like that deep feeling of like, yeah. I'm terrified right mm-hmm. now. What I'm about to do is very bold, mm-hmm. but it's going to change everything. Mm. I, I love that. that. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of being called to things. Yeah. Yeah, so last time we pulled reading. cards on, yeah. my, on my podcast and we talked about moving to Denver. Yeah, which, which is now, which is now happening, happening in the next like two weeks. So, <laughs> if you go back and listen to Basic Witches on the Realness mm-hmm. and then, yeah, catch mm-hmm. up to now, it happened. Yeah, so. So you're already familiar with the cards, which we I love. I am, I am. So take them again and get your essence on there and let's talk about mm-hmm. what you might want guidance on now today. Oh, man, what do I need guidance on today? Um, mm. So I've been thinking a lot about my coaching programs mm. and like what business is going to be like mm-hmm. going forward, ah. which was also a big part of moving to Denver. Okay. So let's yeah. see. Yeah. Because I'm so loving it. I'm loving it more now than I have. And okay. I'm like, where does it need to go from here? Mm, so I've been doing okay, this for okay. almost four years and I'm like, this Guidance is on direction for coaching. Love yeah. that. I love that. Okay. Like I'm good at it and it's fun. Yeah. It's great. more fun now because I'm like better at it now. Right. <laughs> I, just like I was saying about yoga, it's more fun when you're good at it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What do I do now Anything. after I get my essence all over these? They're all, oh, it's perfect. <laughs> They're all, all over that is you. Um, So put them to your heart mm-hmm. and let's do a deep inhale together. Hold it at the top. Faces facing your heart. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, that's all okay. Good. You can fan yeah. them out. Yeah. Whatever you do is perfect. This is your reading. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Inhale. 
<sighs> I just felt how much tension I was holding in my legs. And then as soon as oh. I exhaled, they like totally loosened up. I oh, love that. Legs. Yeah. I'm not pulling at these guys. Yeah. Whatever feels Ooh. calling. I love it. Trying to turn it over now. Yeah, yeah, turn it over. All right. What do we have here? How do you say that? These crazy words. Unag. Easy or unag. Ooh. Easy does it. There is no need to hurry or force things to happen. <laughs> Everything is occurring in perfect timing. Amazing. <laughs> well, that answers it. I love that. It. Yeah. Fantastic. It's happening. It's the, happening. You're feeling fun. The coaching mm-hmm. practice is feeling oh, so good. Fun. Just give it some time. Fun easy. Yeah. yeah. Let it happen in its own time. So for oh. listeners, could you describe the photo and the colors okay, and all that? Okay, see if I get some light. So she has a little rainbow action going on under a mm-hmm. dove mm-hmm. and some beautiful hair. It looks like mine back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> As Draco. <laughs> yeah. It's raining down into rainbows. That's really cool. Beautiful. I've been pulling hella cards lately. Does that you have? Yeah, Kelly that's and I are awesome. getting a deck together so we can like have one that's... I love it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Do you feel like this is spot on? Oh, yeah. Right this now? is good. Okay. Let's see what else she has to say. Nurturing a cause or a relationship is a long-term commitment and one that can't be rushed. This level of devotion comes from a place of deep loving and concern. I care what happens to my planet and to my loved ones so much that I'm willing to stick with them through thick and thin. Thick wit. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't always easy, but to me, it's the only way to ensure that matters are resolved and healed. Everything we've been talking about. Okay. <laughs> Listen to the passionate stirrings of my heart. I reach out and take action to let my loved ones know that I deeply care about them. I take action to spur on my pet causes. Mm. Never mind what other people think. You will benefit by carrying through with your priorities. Mm. All right. You'll feel so good about yourself if you make time for the relationships and projects that truly come in your heart, that truly count in your heart, but mm-hmm. yeah. sexy, sexy, if they're coming in there. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Do, <laughs> come in my heart. All the, all the projects just <sighs> getting off in there. <laughs> <laughs> I am like ready to go today. (laughs) Okay. Do what's important to you and do it with absolute devotion. But remember that there's no competition for your true life's purpose. Mm. So there's no need to worry, hurry, or feel that you have to force things to happen. Mm. I love that. I feel like I needed to hear this too. So thank you. Yeah, Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. I love pulling cards with you guys. Yeah, right. (laughs) Okay. Various meanings of this card. Don't worry about your purpose or your goals. Make no sudden moves. Mm. Slow, steady progress is best right now. Ease into your new life instead of rushing into it. New life. Yeah. Do your new work as a part-time venture to begin with while slowly exiting your old career. Mm. Which is what you've basically done yeah. up yeah. till now. Yeah. So yeah. That's this is good. I think that's affirmative. So oh, it's Una. 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 Okay, about Una. The Celtic goddess Una is married to Fionn Bar. (laughs) (laughs) New one. The leader of the Irish Tuatha de Dianans. Una and her clan were some of the original inhabitants of Ireland. When the Gaels invaded their land, the Tuathas didn't run or fight back. Instead, they transformed themselves into leprechauns. Interesting. Mm. Their ingenious solution allowed them to stay in Ireland in peace. Mm. 
That must be why leprechauns are associated. That I never mm-hmm. knew that. That's interesting. Hmm. Call upon Una for help with your own transitions, and she'll guide you in creative and magical ways. This feels oh, so that's right. so good. Yes, yeah, yeah. so spot on. So witchy. Yeah, you're. <laughs> <laughs> so you're already doing you're the right things. Just yeah. like yeah. be easy good. on yourself yeah. and enjoy it's all it. Happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all happening. <laughs> yeah. So let's just thank Una. Thank to you, Una. Una. Thank you, Una. Appreciate and, you. Um, any anything you want to plug now? Yeah, go check out the Realness Podcast. Mm-hmm. That's where all Great. my ramblings are. And Great. then if you want to work with me, you can uh, or find out more about the Realness Retreat. That's all at getTheRealness.com. Awesome. I know I want to go on that. Yeah. yeah um, you guys and then, have so much fun. Yeah, we would. And then we end every episode with a basic blessing. This is something we're grateful for today. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for coffee. I was hurting this morning and then I had some of those pumpkin spice because I'm a basic witch um, and I'm feeling good. Mm. I'm grateful for the art of makeup and mm. how fun that can be as a woman. Mm. I'm, I'm glad I can choose whether to wear it or not, but when I when I want to have fun with it, I can. Love that. Love that. Um, you this too? is going to sound so, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like makeup. Yeah. Um, I, you know, honestly, driving over here, I was listening to Fleetwood Mac and just getting really ready for this because I mean Stevie Nicks. Totally, obviously. yeah. We want to have uh, her on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Stevie, if you're listening. Um, yeah. But really, just Kelly. Kelly's been so, mm. and she's doing such an amazing job, and like I'm so grateful for her. I was just thinking about that a Ditto. lot on the way over here. She's I love you awesome. two separately, and I love you together. Same, <laughs> same power couple. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. She's awesome. That was so such a. I mean, that was something that was created because we both were doing what we really wanted yep. to do. And that's yep. how we can. So it's just, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so sweet. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Connor. Thank you guys. It's been really fun. Keeping yes. it real. All right.